here we go. It is another episode of Talk Your Talk, breaking news, Marcus. We had to get on and talk about this one, man. Breaking news when it comes to, to this. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has been traded. Donovan Mitchell has been traded, and it's not to the Sixers. It's not to the Heat. It's not to all the other teams you thought it was. It is to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we got full details coming out right now. Marcus, obviously, we got to talk about it here on Talk Your Talk. Donovan Mitchell traded to the Cavs. We'll go over the yeah. full details in a minute. What was your initial reaction? I mean, it's literally just happened. What's your initial yeah. reaction? Man, that's it's like one of the more shocking trades because Cavs, the Cavs were nowhere in the in the conversation. It was Knicks, yeah. it was Heat. It was, you know, like you said, Sixers. The Cavs kind of made it, it. Thinking about it, though, the Cavs got assets. So They got a lot of assets. I think, so, I think it could be a good trade for them. Let's run through the full details. You got them pulled up? Yeah. Yeah, I got him. It's uh so Cavs get Donovan Mitchell, um, the Jazz get Roy Markinen, Ochai Baji, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. That's a heavy deal, but it's like the Cavs still retained a lot of the talent that they had. Like I thought they were gonna have to give a one of their young guns, Sexton, Garland, somebody like that in order to get it. They yeah. kept them all. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I thought they were gonna have to give up at least, you know, either Allen. Allen or Mobley, I think I thought for sure. Um, so seeing that they, I mean, people forget about Sexton. He was hurt last year, um, but he's a, he's a good player. He was like twenty two years ago. He's a good player. Yeah. So and you gotta, you gotta I mean, think he's getting a new deal as well from Utah. Well, uh, we saw Cleveland. Game. We saw Cleveland like make that major push last year. They were strong yeah. early on, and then they kind of tailed off towards the end of the year. But getting a player like Donovan Mitchell now, where does that put them in the East? Because there's some heavy, obviously there's heavy teams in the East. You talk about Miami, Boston, uh, the Bucks, the Sixers, yeah. even even teams like Chicago. Like there's some heavy hitters in there. Does that put them in that top five for you? Or the Nets? I forgot even about the Nets and the yeah. Hawks. Like does that put them up there in that top five now? If they got Donovan, I got I I got the Cavs at like five six. I got the Cavs at five six. We you know run through the team. They got Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. You got Mobley, Jared Allen. You got Kevin Love. You got Karis LeVert still. Yeah, that's <laughs> a squad, bro. That's I a forgot squad. about him even too, yeah, man. You that's about Karis LeVert, man. Like that's a squad. So I got, they're deep. Yeah, they're deep, and they. I think they they're well rounded. Like their whole lineup is is well rounded. I think you look at other teams like I know we talked about the Nets have gotten have gotten better. Obviously, Kevin Durant coming back. Um, the heat is kind of up in the air. I think, I think PJ Tucker was a big loss for the heat. Um, so I got them in like that five, six range. Uh, Now if you're watching playing last year, so. Yeah, if you're watching, drop your thoughts on this trade. We we want to talk about it. Obviously, we're going to get a lot more into the details of it. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell's been traded to the Cavs. When I look at those top teams in the East, right, I'm looking at the Nets and I'm looking at the Sixers. This team is young. Like, to me, I feel like they're if they come in hungry – this is going to be a team that competes because they got the dogs like that you want. You got Colin Sexton, Garland, uh, like you mentioned, Evan Mobley, Karis LeVert. Like this team is is deep, as deep as it gets. To me, this reminds me a lot of like that Hawks team because that Hawks team even last year was pretty deep. Yeah, I think this team makes a top five run now. I still don't put them up there with the Heat, the Nets, the Bucks. Like to even the Sixers is, is kind of close to me with all the talent they have. Why do they fit? What do they need? Because they went and got a superstar in Donovan Mitchell. How does this team get over the hump? Uh, I think, obviously, it's going to take some growing, man. I think, obviously, they're a young team. Uh, 
my 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 big question now is like, I don't think like you said, I don't think it puts him in that next tier. Like, I don't I don't see anybody in the Cavs guarding Giannis. I don't see anybody in the Cavs, you know, guarding KD. Uh, even Jimmy Butler, that's a tough matchup. I still think for the Cavs, like, yeah, those are those are tough. You know, I don't think those matchups are are you know line up well for that team, especially Donovan Mitchell is a six one shooting guard, which is underrated. Darius Jones a smaller guard as well. Like, I think. Obviously, they make up for the size with the bigs. Uh, you got Mobley, Kevin Love, uh, Jared Allen. Yeah, but I think I think it's interesting because I think there'll be a different different organized team than like most teams. But I don't think they have a true like wing. But I think I think they'll be a solid squad. So yeah, hop in the combo with us because a lot of people thought that Donovan was going to the Knicks, and as did Ray Perez. That's OD common Knicks L. But I'm not shocked. Cavs are anybody who signed Sexton this whole time. That is a little surprising. Um, but to me, they're they're going to be loaded like at every position. I've never thought Donovan Mitchell was like the guy that just gets you over the hump. But when you're loaded on this team and you have a lot of other talent, you got a closer in Karis LeVert. You got the size in in youth with Evan Mobley. It's like. This almost fits what Donovan Mitchell does. He can just go be a free-flowing scorer and kind of let the rest of the team do work. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I think we're going to see a different Donovan Mitchell because we haven't necessarily seen him with a superstar. Like, I, I get Rudy Bears, defensive, big defensive guy, but another, like, offensive, like, superstar who can go get you 20, yeah. 25 a night. We have never seen that. And now we see him with, you know, Darius Garland. We see him with Evan Mobley coming into his second year. I think it'll be a different a different feel because he's not going to have, you know, five guys just crashing down on him all the time. Right. And, you know, the Knicks to the Knicks point, man, it feels like they were supposed to go get him. They were supposed to pay up, and that R.J. Barrett contract came up last minute. They signed him and took themselves off the table. So, shout out to the Knicks, man. Y'all stay losing, bro. Trying to get superstars man. for the last three years have been losing. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman Sneak brings it up. Tough to give up everything for a player that might not get you there. And I think Mitchell is, is a star, not anywhere close to a superstar. I think he's a superstar. I think you can't knock the talent. The guy that averages 25 a game, we've seen him in the playoffs put up 50 points. So, I, I wouldn't say superstar is out of the realm of calling him a superstar. Now, is he elite? Is he one of those players you can anchor your team on? I don't think that. I do think that there's a little bit, because he's undersized, he's going to have problems with, with other two guards in the league. But you got to call him a superstar. He's one of the faces of the league. Yeah, I, I think you got to look at the Cavs, too. Like, for what they gave up, like, they made the play-in last year without Colin Sexton. Oshai Baji wasn't on the team last year. And then Laurie Markkinen, who's a solid player, but obviously Donovan Mitchell's a way better player than Laurie Markkinen. So I, I don't think the Cavs necessarily gave up. Like, they kept the farm intact. They kept Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. Like, that's your main that's your main core pieces. Uh, there's All those players are still young as well. Like, those four players heading into the next, you know, 10, 12 years, like, that's going to be a scary team. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when, when you talk about draft picks, like, you know, there was five draft picks on the table for Kevin Durant at one point. There was – I don't know how many went for – I think it was like three first-round draft picks went for Rudy Gobert. It feels like the Cavs actually made out this deal, only giving up two first-round picks to go get Mitchell with Markin in and some yeah. other pieces. It didn't seem like they, they heavily overpaid in this deal. Yeah, and when you look at, like, those teams that are trying to make that championship run, like, they're not building through the draft. Like, they're building through free agency, through trades. Like, I don't think the Cavs are banking on their 2025 first-round pick to get them to the next level. Like, I think they're going to be in that – I think their first-round picks will probably be in that 20 to 30 range, and that's, you know, late first-round guys that, you know, will take a couple of years to get going. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't see them like I don't think they gave up necessarily a lot, in my opinion, because I think right. they they'll, they'll continue to build through free agency and through trades and and through all that. So. Yeah. How do you think Colin Sexton will do in Utah, being part of that deal on the sign-in trade? I feel like it's a good opportunity for him to, to kind of showcase himself. Uh, obviously, he was he's the young bull. We've seen him flexing around. Yeah. How do you think he'll do in Utah? Man, I think I think Utah fans are gonna love him, man. I think I think Colin Sexton's a great uh, a great young player. Uh, the knee injury last year set him back a little bit, but two years ago he he was a twenty point per game player in the NBA. Like you don't get that from young guys, especially. I think this is what is this his fourth year probably out of college. Uh, yeah, he's got to be his fourth year. year. Yeah. Um, and I I wanted to see him stay with with Darius Garland, man, because I thought they could have been a, a nice duo. Um, but I. I think he'll do well in Utah. Uh, hopefully, they'll build around him the right way and you know make him the vocal point of that team. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so obviously Utah trading away Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for Laurie Markkinen, Oche Abaji, Colin Sexton, and it was three unprotected first round picks, two pick yeah. swaps. Uh, that's a heavy deal, man. And you know, I know we could go on and on and on and on about this deal. What would you rate this deal? Who do you think ended up being the big winner out of this deal? Was it Donovan Mitchell? Was it the Cavs? Was it the Jazz? Uh, I think I think one hundred percent it's the Cavs are the winner, but I don't I don't think the Jazz lost either. I think the Jazz got a, a solid you know return and back for Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think Colin Sexton's a solid player, um, but I think the Cavs this is this is their their next step that they needed to take. Uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think people are are signing the Cleveland like just in free agency. So I think they needed to make a splash trade. Yeah, I think that this is this is a big move for them. Yeah, I know. Ron was talking about being being there, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Now yeah. just set the table for even more. But yeah. uh, Kings fan sneak said, I hope the Cavs do something get great. Don't get me wrong. Last year's Mitchell wasn't two years ago, Mitchell. I'm just concerned about that. He did. He has kind of fallen off since the whole COVID thing. It could have been uh, him and Rudy Gobert's relationship because they yeah. they seem kind of fractured last year. And so to me, I feel like they'll be better than that. And then Jake comes in and says the backcourt defense might be atrocious for the Cavs. Not gonna lie. And you mentioned that man, the size uh, yeah. with Garland and and Donovan Mitchell could put them at a, at a deficiency, especially when it comes to some of those bigger lineups in the East. Yeah, but you gotta think about man, like the deficiency will be more on the perimeter. Like if they're getting blown by, like you got Mobley back there, you got Jared Allen back there. Like I'm conf- I'm confident as a team that. You know, if you got those two guys, you know, defending the rim, like it doesn't necessarily matter who you got at the, you know, the one and two spot. Um, as long as you know they can give some type of effort on the defensive end, but you know, I'll take Mobley and Jared Allen uh, defending the rim all day. Yeah, Isaac Okoro too. There's a there's oh a lot God. of talent. Yeah, yeah there's Okoro, a lot of yeah. talent on this team, bro. Like yeah. more than more. If you like, it takes you a minute to even just realize everybody who's on the squad. So I gotta see. I gotta see who else is on their team, man. Like yeah. That's a I just, yeah, I just pulled up the squad, obviously. So you got Jared Allen there, uh, Darius Garland, Karis LeVert. You got the Lo- Robin Lopez, Kevin Love, uh, Evan Mobley, okay. Isaac Okoro, Jetty Osmond, Rondo Rubio's coming back now. Colin Sexton's gone, obviously. Lamar Stevens. Yeah. They like, got Rondo. Is, uh, I don't know if Rondo's still there. He's probably he's probably okay. free agent knowing Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> On a one-year deal there. But, yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's a crazy lineup. That's a good, like, yeah, that's a good squad, man. I think – I think Rondo would actually be a good, you know, pickup to bring him back. Um, just, a, you know, veteran presence. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, he can run that second team, that second unit. And uh, like we saw him in, uh, excuse me, Los Angeles. Um, just be a solid player, man, a solid leader. And I think yeah. him and Darius Garland got a good relationship. We, t- we heard about that last year. So I hope they bring him back for sure.
Yeah, I think obviously Rubio's. I think he had he still had a few years left on his deal when they traded for yeah. him. So I, they got the vets, they got the talent. Y'all, let yeah. us know what you guys think, man. This is a. In my mind, I'm thinking, all right, Donovan Mitchell, it's a blockbuster deal. And then I go, I'm like, ah, so the Cavs, they they need a little bit more. And the more I start to look at the way this roster is constructed in the fit, I do have some concerns. Like, I don't know if this is a championship team, but this team's gonna make some noise in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I think I think they need probably like one one or two more pieces for sure. I think they need definitely a wing, kind of like a wing defender, like a long wing. But what if uh, Okoro develops? Because, I mean, he was coming on until yeah, he got hurt last year. But he's, he's, a smaller, he's a smaller, you know, wing as well. He's probably like 6'3", 6'4". Yeah. Um, and not that he's – I mean, obviously he's a great defender, but Kevin Durant is, is looking right over him, you know. Like, <laughs> like, you got you to take that into yeah. account. Like, when I, if I'm Giannis the Cavs, is – Yeah, if I'm the Cavs now, my mindset is I'm, I'm in championship mode. Like, I got to look at, you know, the Bucks. I got to look at the, the Nets and how we can match up with these teams because you're not just you're not just fighting to make the playoffs. Like, this is a playoff team for sure. It's, and I think, um, it's crazy. Like, Jake has mentioned, and this is a really good point, the Eastern Conference might be better than the West, and the West is deep. Yeah. Like, the West is deep. But when I go over these teams in the East, none of – I don't see a lot of slouches. Miami, Boston, Milwaukee – the Sixers, the Raptors. I'm not. I'm not all in on the Raptors. The Raptors I know they did well. Straight. You think so? I think the Raptors will be good, man. They, the Raptors, good. solid team. The Bulls, the Nets, the Hawks, yeah. the Cavs, the Hornets. Yeah. Like that's solid, bro. Like yeah. that's. I would say that's that's real solid, man. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good uh, deep conference and. They're all young too, which is crazy. Like they're all, they're only gonna get better. You don't necessarily have old teams in the East. I mean, Nets are a little bit of an older team, but other than that, like all those teams are young and upcoming. Yeah, all those teams made the playoffs last year too, so it's running yeah. back. It's running back yeah. season for all of them. They might switch, you know, how they are, yeah. but man, so yeah, breaking news: Donovan Mitchell trade to the Cavs. If you guys have any other thoughts on that, let us know. We're gonna continue to talk about that throughout the broadcast. Yeah. Um, but we also got, we, want, we talk football on this show too, so. You want to get up, move on to football, or is there anything else you want to cover on that? Oh man, last I just say last thing is, if you're the Jazz, like what's what's next? Like, like what's next? If, if I'm if I'm Utah and I'm looking at my team and like just around the league, like nobody's signing to Utah for sure. Like in free agency, hundred percent. Hey, it might and, be one of those Sacramento situations though, where they go for the bag, right? Yeah, but it's like at that point, like is that? What, I, I think guys are moving away from the money. I think the money is always going to be there. Like these new TV deals and stuff, like there's there's money everywhere. You don't really see guys signing like in random places anymore. Um, and I think they just like the way that they're rebuilding. Like I guess you get Colin Sexton, that's cool, but like there's not like a one player that you're like, oh man, he's the future for sure. You know what I mean? And I I kind of feel like Utah has a really bad stigma about him right now. Like to yeah. me, it just seems that with with the players going in there, like especially with the way that Pat Bev got traded there and was like, hey, if y'all ain't winning, I'm out. And then they immediately dealt him. So you know they're not interested in winning, obviously. Yeah. I mean, having Colin Sexton there is going to help, but that's not really attracting any new faces like you mentioned. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. It's, it'll be interesting. I know they got a lot of picks. I think they can, they'll be in an OKC situation where they try and just build up a bunch of picks and make a big deal at some point. But yeah, it's looking, it's looking ugly in Utah for the next you know, five, ten years. Yeah, you well, you had a stint out there for a little bit. Is there anybody, young guys, that Jazz fans can get excited about? Like, okay, this guy might be on the roster. He, he was down in the, in the G for a little bit, came up, yeah. or he was a younger guy. Is there anybody that Jazz fans should be excited about on that roster? All the guys I play with, man, are, are, are gone now. They're on other teams. So, like, 
I think they were like when I was there, they were they were still in that like they thought they could win the championship. They were in the they were the one seed that year in the playoffs. Like, so I think the next year they kind of made some moves to you know try and build up again and try and make another run at it, and kind of didn't work out for them. So now they're they're in rebuild mode. So we'll see what happens. Rebuild mode, man. He said, great for fantasy though. There's a lot of fantasy options when you talk about fantasy basketball. You know, there's a lot of talent in the league, and there's going to be a lot of high scoring matchups. The East and the West are very top-heavy. You know who the best teams are there now. And uh, this season's going to be kind of crazy because I feel like crazy, any man. there's going to be a lot of like a lot of parity this year because anybody any one of those like hardcore top-10 teams could end up winning it, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, the East is crazy. You never know what you can get out of some of them teams in the East. Hell no. Well, if you guys got any more thoughts on the Donovan Mitchell trade, let us know. We're going to move on to some NFL football. I know it says Donovan Mitchell trade on the uh, on the cast, so we'll be talking about that throughout the broadcast. But we're going to go through the AFC West as well. Start with the Raiders uh, in their schedule. This is a tough-ass division, and so a lot of people are you know have this division being one of the toughest in the league. Um, and there were some new additions there. Obviously, Devontae Adams is now on the Raiders. Tyreek Hill left. We saw Khalil Mack join the AFC West with the Chargers. Um, and the Broncos got Russ, who just got paid. Russ got paid today, two hundred and forty-five mil over four five years. He'll be staying in Denver for the next uh, for the next five seven years total. Yeah. Um, how are we feeling about the Raiders right now? Uh, I think I mean obviously I'm a Charger guy, but I think that they got a solid team. Man. I think, in my opinion, I think they're the they're the weakest in the division. Obviously, that's not that's not even a knock though because it's a crazy division, like. I yeah. think honestly, if you're just going by records in ASC, like no divisions or anything, the Raiders are going to have probably a, a top eight, you know, record in that in that division. But it just might not work out due to the playoffs and all that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be a tough schedule for all four teams, you know, looking out this season. Facts. Well, you see the comments coming in about LeBron. Uh, LeBron <laughs> going to opt out <laughs> after this season, man. He decided a two-year extension, so he's going to be in L.A. for a minute. But that Cavs team, he yeah. might be looking at that team two years down the line thinking, I should have joined him. Collins Texan yeah. will be a steal in points leagues. Uh, yeah, man, he's going to have every opportunity. Might have some Russell uh, Westbrook-type numbers there in Utah. He's going to go crazy for sure. Yeah. Bruce is on. What's up, Bruce? Shout out to the homie Bruce. He said, I just, I know that the Sacramento Kings are not winning the championship. You think the Kings, what are the Kings doing right now? Man, the Kings should have went after Donovan Mitchell. That would have been. I don't know why they didn't. That would have been something, man, for real. That would have put them in the, you know, the playoff for sure. I would have gave up Keegan. I would have gave up Don, Davion. I would have gave up Harrison. All of those guys, plus three first. Like, just make the deal happen, bro. Yeah. So, and then last one, I know the Chargers not going to win that division, especially with that QB. He's talking to you, Marcus, said Come that they're on, not going to win. So, let's see, let's see the schedule. <laughs> let's see the schedule real quick. Let's go over to Raiders' schedule. Do I have this pulled up right? I do. Yeah. Let me see if I can make this a little bigger, bro, because I feel like we need to make this schedule so we can see it, because otherwise yeah. it's a little low. So, obviously, with the Raiders, uh, open image and new tab. That's what I need to do. So obviously, with the Raiders, Marcus, this is a team that uh, this is a team that is going to have very high expectations for themselves. They won some games last year, but didn't. Per- obviously, they were a couple pieces away from making real noise. So they went out and got Devontae Adams. How do you feel about the Raiders this year? Uh, man, I, I like the Raiders. Um, like I said, I think they're they're one of the. I think they're the weakest in the division, which is a not a not a knock at all. Um, 
just the division is, you know, a highly touted division. Uh, I'm still concerned about the defense, though. I know they added Chandler Jones, but secondary is it's looking a little eh, you know. We got guys <laughs> like we got guys like Keenan Allen and you know Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Mike uh, Mike Williams. You know, you got Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you're gonna have to play some defense, but it's gonna be a pass happy division. I, I think the the secondary might hurt them. Facts. Well, let's get into this schedule, man. Obviously, they open up the season at the Chargers. They play the Cardinals, and then they go at Tennessee. How do you feel like the Raiders start off this season, man? Ah, man, I see them going. Uh, let's see. I think the opening weekend, Chargers made a lot of additions. I like the Chargers in L.A. week one. Um, so I got them at 0-1 there. Uh, Arizona back at the crib in Vegas. I think that would be a, a highly, highly anticipated matchup. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins not being there probably hurts the Cardinals. I see the Raiders getting a win there. And then I see them going to Tennessee and getting a win as well. I'm, I'm down on Tennessee this year. I've talked about it, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see, you know, the first three weeks, I see them starting two and one. Two and one. I can see that. I can see two and one because I think that they'll they'll definitely lose the Chargers at home. Um, I think they could beat Tennessee and I think they could beat uh, the Cardinals as well. So two and one for me as well. When I move on, I got the Broncos and, and Chiefs, two division games ahead of the bye. What's your thoughts there? Uh, I like I like them beating the Broncos. I like them beating the Broncos. I'm I'm concerned at, at home. I should say I like them beating the Broncos at home, not just because they can just beat the Broncos. But <laughs> I like them yeah. beating them at home. Uh, I think it's still early. Might the Broncos might have some you know some kinks, trying to work things out, trying to get some chemistry. Um, and then at Sunday night football uh, at at Kansas City, tough place to play, man. Especially the night games. So I, I, I see a loss there. Uh, three yeah. and two heading into the bye. That's an early buy. That is an early buy for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough going to Arrowhead to get a win. And that Broncos yeah. team is going to be really tough this year, too. So I got them splitting right there, one and one. Both of you and I agree on that. So three yeah. and two right now. And we got Bruce coming in saying, hit the like button. This channel is underrated. If you're not subscribed to this channel, baby, what are you doing with your life? We got shows every single day talking <laughs> NFL, NBA. You'll see my face on it. You'll see Marcus's face on it. Talking hoop, football. We go, we've already covered the Donovan Mitchell trade, and if you just came in and you're just now watching, make sure you drop your comments on it. We, we've we've covered it. It was an amazing deal. But we're going we to get into this AFC West and break it down. So make sure you all smash the subscribe button if you aren't already. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So after the bye, we both got them 3-2 and two heading into the bye. They played the Texans, the Saints, and the Jags. How are we feeling yeah. about that three-game stretch? Oh, man. I think they'll, they'll beat the Texans for sure. Uh, Texans is looking a little ugly for me. I got them losing their next three, though. I got them losing the next three. Excuse me, the next four. I got them losing. I got them going on a four-game losing streak at New Orleans, at Jacksonville. Come home against Indy and then back out to Denver. I got them losing the next four. That's a tough stretch. That's a tough stretch right there, yeah. It's tougher than it looks, especially that Jags game. It looks like that's a, you know, on paper, the Jags always look like a win. But, yeah, I got them beating Texans, losing in New Orleans. I think they'll come back and beat the Jags, though. Even though we think the Jags are a walkover, they're not. I think they beat the Jags are better than them. And then, also, I think they lose to the Colts, lose in Denver. And that Seattle game is going to be tougher than it looks. Yeah. So, I got them two and three in that stretch. You said you had them. Three and two in that a, stretch? I had them one and four in that stretch. One and four in that stretch. All yeah, right. So I got them, what is that, four and six overall now? You got them four and six right now, and I got them yeah. five, five and five. Uh, yeah, so before we get to the before we get to the second half of the schedule, 
10 and Spider. Darius Garland tweeting, 10 and Spider, the new combo. Yeah. And we also found out Colin Sexton did a, uh, he's not going anywhere. His contract is four years, 72 million as, as part of the deal. He's a sign and trade. Uh, Colin Sexton got a four year deal. So he'll be staying in Utah for a while. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, but no, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, that'll be a, it's going to be a scary combo. It is. He's excited, man. 10 and Spider. You can't be yeah. mad at that. All right, let's finish the back half of the schedule. Seahawks, Chargers. I know you, you got to give them one win against the Chargers, right? Oh, yeah, I'll give them one, man. I'll give them one. I got <laughs> I got to beat in the Seahawks. I got to beat in the Chargers. Um, I got them losing uh, losing to the Rams uh, in, in L.A. So yeah. that, that, that leaves me at six and seven. Six and seven, I got them at right now. I'm actually going to give them an L against the Seahawks because I think Seattle's a tougher place to play, and we've Ooh. seen the Raiders struggle sometimes when they go there. Yeah. Um, and so we sometimes it feels like the Raiders win, lose games that they should win. That feels like a winnable game that they'll lose. I think they'll they'll beat the Chargers there at home. That feels like a bounce-back type win and then lose Thursday night short week to the Rams. I see that could potentially be a blow-up. And over the last yeah. four games, Marcus, they got a couple road, they have a road game and then a couple home games against some strong teams. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, go, just going back to the to the Rams and Chargers. That's actually looking at that. That's not bad. Uh, you got the Chargers, and you got you travel an hour, thirty minutes to LA on Thursday. Yeah. That's not a that's not a bad Thursday night game to have. Uh, looking at that it's, schedule, but it's still it's still a short yeah, it's week. Still the you still, still you're yeah. not sleeping in your bed at home. Yeah. You're still on the road, like yeah. Uh, but no, heading into the back, the last four, um, I got them beating the Patriots. I got them going to Pittsburgh. I got them taking an L at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. is a tough place to play. I think Kenny Pickett's going to come on late in the season. You think uh, so? I think so, man. I think he'll come on late in the season. Uh, Najee Harris going to have a big year, in my opinion. And then uh, the last two, I got them. I got them winning their last two uh, versus San Francisco versus Kansas City. You got the Raiders yeah. beating Casey and the Niners. I do. I the do. Battle of the Bay. I do. I do. Both at home. Vegas. You know, Vegas. Just watching that Chargers game last year, uh, the last game of the season, man, Vegas is turned up for the Raiders. Like, yeah. they are turned up for the Raiders, and that's right around playoff time. Um, I, I can see those being, you know, big home field advantages for both those games. Yeah, well, I man, it's crazy because those those Oakland games used to be crazy. I used to, out being out here in Sacramento, used to go to those all the time. The back end of that schedule, though, I feel like at, you know they're at home. They're going to beat the Pats there. They go on the road to Pittsburgh. I can see that being a win as well. And then I think they lose the next two. So I got to go on two and two during that stretch. Even though those are both home games, I feel like those are both better teams. So yeah, you had them winning two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight wins for you. Eight and nine. Eight and nine is what I got them at. Yep, and I got five, six, seven, eight, nine. I got them at nine and eight. Now, yeah, right, Vegas, right yeah, right about the same. Vegas yeah. has them at eight and a half wins. So we're obviously, that's yeah. a tight line, staying away yeah. from that one. Um, but do you think the Raiders, you think the Raiders are playoff bound or you think they're just going to miss? I think they're just going to miss. Uh, I think they'll just miss. And I think it'll just be a, a tough, it'll be a tough division. Um, and then we got the AFC West has, has tough, uh, you know, like out of division games as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's interesting to see to see the Raiders schedule, um, but yeah, I think New Orleans is going to be tough. Arizona is going to be tough. Like those out of conference games, those are those are tough out of conference games. From that. About so about. 
Eight or nine wins then for the uh, for the uh, Raiders. We got a few news things coming in. I'm just gonna keep dropping news bombs while we keep live, dropping, baby. Man. Yeah. So OJ Howard was released by the Bills and thought he had signed by the Bengals. Turns out that's not the case. He's actually visiting the Texans today. So the Texans have gone through oh, and, wow. and yeah, they the Texans are trying to make some moves right now. And then the Trey Sermon, we saw Trey Sermon get cut yesterday by the Niners. He has now been claimed by the Philadelphia Eagles, which could be a nice fit there in that offense, man. Yeah. The, hey, the Trey Sermon thing is crazy to me. Like, we got to talk about Kyle Shanahan, man. Like, we got we to. Let's talk, let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about the Niners right now. There's a bunch of stuff going on with the Niners. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Trey Sermon. Third, they traded up in third round last year to get him. People yeah. thought, people said, why take Najee in the first when you can just get Trey, Thurman, Trey Sermon in the third? And now look at him off the team. And I think it just goes back to what we talked about. Like, you can never trust Kyle Shanahan with a running back. <laughs> you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And I think it's crazy, man. He's, after one year, he's gone. They said, how many running backs do you need? And that's for both teams, for Philly and for the Niners. I feel like the yeah. Niners had so many backs. But you can't gas up your guys like that and be like, oh, Trey Sermon's going to be the number two. He's looked amazing in camp. And then just cut him to me. Yeah, and All the shenanigans are coming into place, man. Yeah. And then, you know, c- continuing on the Niners train, interesting. They brought back Jimmy Garoppolo officially, uh, restructured his contract, six and a half, I think, guaranteed with some incentives if he gets some playing time or whatever. That's looking like trouble to me in San Francisco, man. You, think you got so? a guy. You got a guy who's brought your team to the NFC Championship two out of the last three years. If Trey, if Trey Lance starts season like two and five, two and six, you don't think those vets are calling for Jimmy? Hell no, nah, nah so? bro. I don't think so. I think it's a team. I think they know what they got with Trey Lance. They got a guy who's going to be a a, pro, a quote unquote project. Things can go really smooth, and the team can be awesome, and they win eight games to start the season cool like eight and one or they could go one and eight and i don't think there's panic i think you know that trey is the guy that you've invested in you put all this draft capital into you trade it up to get you can't go back to jimmy even if this the niners are one and five at that point you got to just let him develop you can't go back to i think jimmy knows he's in a backup situation potentially waiting for somebody to get you know if there's an injury or something that happens with another team that had playoff hopes I think he's going to get traded at some point in the season, in my opinion. I don't know, man. You got to be careful. You got to be careful with that. Like, I, I think if you're looking at those vets, Trent Williams is heading into the end of his career. Uh, you got, you know, Eric Armstead, you know, Fred Warner. Those guys want to win now. Those guys got the taste of the Super Bowl run. They got a taste of the NFC Championship run. They're yeah. not looking They're not looking to wait for a, a young guy to, you know, they have championship aspirations still. Facts, I think it, facts. I, I'm not going to say it'll get to the situation, but I think you're looking at another – to a situation if it starts ugly for Trey Lance. I think you're looking more like Pat Mahomes and Alex Smith type thing where you're like, hey. you know what? There's a reason why we, we made this guy the starter. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that won't happen. I, I, I hope Trey Lance does well. But I think it's just – it's you didn't re-sign, you know, Alex Alex Smith. You let go of Alex Smith once you knew Pat Mahomes was a starter. Like, Alex Smith wasn't there once, once Pat Mahomes was starting. So let and me then, ask you this. If you had to put a percentage on it, because obviously it's it's in the back of your mind. You're like, you know what? I think it happens. The Niners start the season two and five, let's say. What's the percentage you would put on it that Jimmy G is going to be the starter come week six or week seven, whatever week it is for him? Two and five, I think. I'm going to say this. Two and five, I think he gets one more week. Two and six, 100% Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the starter. 100%. All right. All right. Yeah. I think 100%. Trey Lance is a starter no matter what. So you're saying that if the if the Niners are three and 
you know, they start the season. Let's say they start two and two and six, two and seven. Yeah, you're, you're just letting them. You're just chalking the season up. It's over. Unless it's just Trey Lance throwing five picks a game, which uh-huh. I don't think Shanahan's going to put him in that kind of position anyway. Yeah. It would have to be a major, major like Trey Lance is not NFL ready for them to pull the plug. Okay. If he's struggling, then, if he's winning, if they're winning games, I don't see it happening at all. So then my next question is, if you if you pull the plug, are you looking elsewhere, or are you just saying, oh, we'll get him ready for next year? Because then, like, once you, you pull the plug, once you pull it's the a plug, wrap. It, it's chaos. It's chaos, man. I think That's why I feel like they got to stick with it, man. They yeah. got to stick with him. Trey will be there. This is a good question coming in from He Hoops Express and Marcus. I'm gonna I'm gonna ref, you know defer to you on this one because you the exes you know you got way more hoop knowledge than probably anybody in this that's watching right now. Mm-hmm. Will Donovan Mitchell be a good fit with Evan Mobley? Now, obviously, uh, they got two superstars there. They have another capable guard in Darius Garland. Uh, how do you feel about the fit within this offense? I think I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great fit because I think Evan Mobley is a, a very versatile big. Um, not that we've st- we haven't seen that in Donovan Mitchell's career. You know, Rudy Gobert is more defensive minded, um, but I can see a, a Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, you know, pick and pop situation, pick, pick and pop offense. Um, also rolling, but Evan Mobley is just more versatile. You can get the ball to him in different spots, um, and then Jared Allen as well is a great pick and roll, you know, pick, pick and roll lob threat. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think it's a great fit for the Cavs. Uh, and then people are, people sleeping, man. Kevin Love still got game. We saw yeah. <laughs> it last year. Not that he was the Kevin Love of old, but you know, in his fifteen twenty minutes, man, he's a he's a great you know veteran big coming off the bench. Yeah, when he can play, Kevin Love, you know, he's got to stay healthy though, because we yeah. saw him go through stretches where he was hurting on the IR and shit. So, yeah. all right, here we go. Quick one for me. I'll take this one. Who should I start, Zeke or Tony Pollard? You're gonna start Zeke. Zeke is your guy you want to have on your roster, but Tony Pollard in PPR leagues is probably gonna have some standalone value. I can see three to five catches a game from Tony Pollard, and then who knows with that? Because the dude's electric. So, and he's probably gonna get somewhere in the five to ten carry range. I can see Tony Pollard being, uh, you know, useful for your team. But Zeke's still the guy. Don't let it. Don't get it twisted. Don't get cute, man. Zeke is yeah. still the guy there in Dallas. Hey, so do you think if if Zeke has another average, you know, average year type thing? Yeah. You, th- you think they stick with him next year? You think you know they? They're they tied to him. The money. They are tied to him. They got yeah. to, bro. Like Tony Pollard's nice, but like Zeke has been proven, and I think people forget Zeke has been effective. We're just used to seeing him be like a top five back, and the line isn't the same as it used to be. Like that offensive line has gone down significantly, and he was dealing with the injury last year. So I know what it looks like. Pollard looks better. Like just when you watch, he just looks a little bit more explosive. But they need a between the tackles guy, somebody that's consistent, and that's Zeke. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, where are you at with with the fit with Garland and Mitchell? Like, obviously, that's a we we talked about the backcourt being a little shorter. Where are you at with Garland and Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be, they'll have some challenges, you know, with height and everything. Uh, but I, I like I like the fit offensively. I think uh, we saw Garland and Karis Levert kind of you know thrive a little bit last year, and I think Donovan Mitchell's a better scorer than Karis Levert, um, better offensive player. Not that Karis Levert's bad, but I just think that right. you know Donovan Mitchell's just a better offensive, you know, rounded player. So I think I think it'll be a good fit offensively, um, and then we'll just see. We'll see how they do defensively. I think obviously, like I mentioned earlier, the two bigs, Mobley and Jared Allen, will, will clean up a lot. Um, but we we saw it. We saw it in Utah. Like people forget that you know Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell played together. Mike Conley is a shorter guard as well. Um, and they had Rudy Gobert, you know, protecting the rim. So it's kind of a similar situation uh, that we saw in Utah. 
yeah, I can see them running into a lot of the same problems that they had in the playoffs when yeah. it comes to in, that they had in Utah too. So it's interesting that the Cavs made this move. Uh, they must be relying on those other pieces really stepping up and area uh, have the ability to to kind of carry the defensive load there because yeah. it, it will be a little bit of a struggle well, with I'll the smaller backcourt. I will, I'll say this though, Mobley can switch one through five. So when you get into the playoffs, like you can play small ball and switch and and all that. Um, but I, I do still think they need, you know, one more, you know, long wing defender that can, you know, help with, you know, those other wings in the East. Yeah, and when you talk about the Cavs, they are definitely now a contender with with Mitchell. They were a contender last year without Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they had a lot of teams on edge, and they're a very competitive team. So when I look at the the Cavs right now, it's just the East is stacked. We talked about this earlier in the show. There's there's the, the top ten teams in the East all have the ability to come out the East, and they're very competitive. So. Uh, Marcus, you think that they they're actually contenders for a title now that they have Donovan? I don't think I don't think they're contenders. No, I don't think they're title contenders. I think they'll be a solid Eastern Conference team, um, similar to what we've seen from the Hawks in the past couple of years. Um, you know, a team like that. I don't see them overtaking the Bucks. I don't see them overtaking the Sixers. Um, I just I think I, I just think the the offensive or the superstar powers is too much. Uh, from those other teams. Yeah, and you talk, I mean, even like the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks, like there's the, the Celtics retooled and got Derek Celtics, White. Like, yeah. there's too many teams in the East right now where I think they, they might upset one of those teams. Like, I could see yeah. the Cavs going and in, in, in like upsetting one of those teams. But when I look at like what Donovan was doing in Utah, it reminds me eerily of the same thing. Like, even if they had a great record, they still got to go up against that superstar talent in the playoffs. And it's different. Superstar talent in the playoffs is mad different. Yeah. So I, I can see maybe they're going to upset one, but I think they might be like the higher seed that actually gets rolled over. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I can see you, you, So you're saying they can have like a good regular season and then get into the playoffs, and it's kind of like what we've seen from Utah. I think for sure this team has a good yeah. regular season record because they're young and they're not going to yeah. have a whole lot of off nights. They're deep. And so I think this team is going to play, you know, when you're when you're one of the younger teams sometimes and you're talented, you go balls to the wall in the regular season trying to prove a point. You want to win more games. You're trying to – the record is important to you. You want to dog some of those lesser caliber teams. And I think some of those veteran teams tend to peel off at the right time where they rest up. And I can see this team having a very good regular season record, even beating out maybe like the Sixers or the Nets regular season-wise, and then having a top four or five seed and, and potentially yeah. losing there. So when the comments came in, I people forget how good Colin Sexton was because he was hurt. That's true, man. Utah got themselves a steal. I like him. Yeah, and uh, Colin Sexton, man, 20 points a game, and it was only his second year in the league. Like, it's up and up from here. Hopefully, hopefully he's you know he's healthy enough. Facts. Uh, I love Mobley, but saying he can switch one through five is pushing it, Marcus. He's calling you out. He's saying it's pushing it that he can guard one through five on idea that he can guard elite guards. I'm I'm not saying like he's gonna. I'm saying he can switch. Like yeah. Rudy Gobert cannot switch. <laughs> like Joel Embiid. Yeah. I, in my I don't think he's like a Nikola Jokic. They cannot like they can, those guys can't nah. switch. Like, I think Mobley can switch and somewhat stay in front of guards. I'm not going to say he's, like, going to lock up, you know. Right. I'm not saying he's locking up guys like James Harden and those guys. Like Yeah, but it's but like, think, it's like Ben Simmons. Switch, though. Yeah. It's like Ben yeah. Simmons. Ben can guard one through five, yeah. but it's, it's not – he's best guarding people that are at his position. It's not like he's yeah. going to go – he can have the ability to switch. I get what yeah. you're saying there. 
Uh, Mitchell's defense is atrocious, atrocious in so many questionable shots. He will have to improve that now. If, they, if the Cavs are to take the next step, I do agree. He's going to have to continue to get better with his decision-making and then also his defensive effort, which is – it might just be trouble for him because of his size. I think – but I think when you look at his shots, like, look at Utah's team. Like, who else Who else do you want shooting? Like, all, uh, all their team was Royce O'Neal catch and shoot. Joe Ingles yeah. catch and <laughs> it shoot. It literally was all him. Mike Conley's back end of his career, more of a catch and shoot guy. Like he's the only, he was really the only like creator on that team. Uh, so I think you know having Darius Garland there, Karis Levert as well. Probably he'll come off the bench. Yeah. Um, he'll have he'll have less of a load on his shoulders. Well, keep the questions rolling in. We got a few more. We were we we're continuing to go over this AFC West. We got a little sidetracked there, but continue to talk. Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs, Colin Sexton to Utah. We will go over those uh, in full detail as well. But let's check out some more of these schedules. I got the Chargers schedule just, just to make sure we get this one in in case we get sidetracked again. Yeah. Let's get this Chargers schedule in. Um, and, yes, it's a little small. Let me pull this thing up a little bit better, man, so we can get unis, nice man. and dialed. Best unis in the league. The powder blues. I love it. Hey, powder and I actually blues, saw man. I saw authentic one in the back. I think it says bolt up in the yeah. on the back of the yeah. jersey. It's clean, bro. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, let me give you one more question while I'm making this thing a little bit better. Um, how do you feel about Trent Williams in the top 20 uh, in the league, man? Obviously, the top 20 list for the NFL came out, and Trent Williams is in there. How would you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I, I like it. Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the league, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's been – his longevity has been – has put him in that, you know, that category as well. Uh, I know he's on the, the back end of his career, but I, 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 in my opinion, yeah, he's still the best left tackle in the league. So I think he's got he's to be in the top 20 and 25. Yes, sir. Good point, Marcus. He was talking about uh, the one through five thing. I think you were right about that as well. Colin Sexton is a dog. Yes, he is. His flat shot is flat. He is not that good. I think Colin Sexton's a good player, man. And not everybody's shot is, has a lot of arc on it. We've seen a lot of players have success without a lot of arc on their shot. So yeah. I don't think that determines whether or not you're a good shooter, personally. If you average twenty in the league, you're a good player, man. You don't. Yeah. You don't just. You don't accidentally average twenty in the NBA. I know. I ain't average. I didn't average twenty in happen, rec leagues. Man. Yeah, that doesn't happen, man. So. <laughs> As you come in, please like and share. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, all the, everything Bruce is mentioning, man. Shout out to you guys for supporting us. And let's talk Eckler, man. Eckler will have a good season. All of my teams start with him in fantasy. He's going to be good. I think he might be dialed back a little bit. They brought in Sony Michelle throughout the week. Um, and then, obviously, they drafted Isaiah Spiller, who's going to be a part of this, this thing at some point. When you look at the schedule to open up, as it's very small, Marcus, uh, we got the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Jags to open up the season. The, uh, how are you feeling about that, man? They're the home against the uh, against the Raiders and home against the Jags on the road against KC Week Two. Uh, man, I, I like I like three and zero to start the season. Not no. Oh buys. my God! Of course you no do. No buys. We already said we already in the last uh, you know the Raiders. We said that they're going to get the Week One. The Chargers have won sneakily. No, it's underrated. The Chargers have won I think three, maybe four straight at Arrowhead. So, oh, wow. Yeah, they they they're comfortable in Arrowhead. Um, and I think they come back. Jacksonville, I think, will still – I don't think they'll be bad, but I think they'll still be working through some things early in the season, and I see them starting 3-0 and uh, heading into heading into Houston. I, I'll give them 2-1. I'll give okay. them 2-1. I'm not giving them 3-0. I think they lose that yeah. game, Arrowhead. Um, it's but it's not a bad start either way. The Chargers, the Chargers have, like, won, like, four straight at Arrowhead, and they've lost four straight, like, in L.A. 
Like it's it's weird, bro. That's <laughs> it's wild. weird how it happens. Yeah. In the next four game streak uh, streak, we see the Texans, the Browns, the the Broncos, and the Seahawks. The Broncos and Seahawks both games at home. So they head on the road early on to the Texans and Browns. Do you see them losing either of those games? I don't. I don't see them losing any of those games. Uh, I think the Chargers got bad taste in the mouth from last year. It was like week sixteen. They lost at Houston. It's a horrible loss. So I think yeah. they'll be rem- they'll be reminded of that for sure. And yeah, I agree Cleveland, with you there. I think Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't think that he's necessarily bad, but yeah. I think the offensive power of the Chargers will just overtake the Browns. Yeah, that's that, that ain't nothing special there. And then yeah. we see the Broncos and Seahawks, both of those home games, and we see the question come in, how do you feel about Russell Wilson getting five years, $245 million with 165 of it guaranteed? I love the contract for the for the Broncos and Russ. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not a fan, man. I, I, I'm not a fan, and I'll tell you why, because – you're tied. You're now. You're tied to Russ till he's 42. I think it was. Yeah, I, he's and 33 right now. So he's seven years out. I think he's 40. 41. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So I think I saw that he'll be 41 when his contract's over. That's um, wild. And we don't see guy like Tom Brady's an outlier. People think that they can just play till 45 now. Like that. That's an outlier. Um, I don't see like I see a decrease in production heading into the end of his career. Uh, I don't not that he'll be like bad, but I don't think he'll be, you know, you know, Russ cooking, you know, at 37, yeah. 38. I like the I like this move for him. I think that he'll be very productive, especially in the next four or five years. And if he wins the Super Bowl, the contract's worth it. So at the end of the yeah. day, I think that's what they're gonna be pushing for there in Denver. Yeah. They're gonna build around him now. So they I think he's still gonna have another four elite seasons left. I think it's worth the money, man. Russ has proven himself well. He's proven himself a winner, so I ain't too mad at it at all. Yeah. And I do see him. I see them losing this game. I see the Broncos losing. I think that the Chargers win both of these games, so I'll give them four and zero on this little streak. You think they lose either of those games, the Broncos or the Seahawks? I don't. I don't. So that puts what's that put us at seven and one, six and Se- one. You got six and one. I got, you got seven and zero. Oh, I got six and one. I do have seven and zero, oh, and yeah, I got stick with. It. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not even yeah. trying to go sixteen and zero. Oh. <laughs> But I'm sticking with the 7-0 right now. We saw Trey Sermon head to Philly. It's a good spot for him there. We talked about it with the run game there in Philly. They're going to need him. And young back that they can have behind Miles Sanders and behind uh, Bart Scott looks good there. And then Patriots or Miami. We're going to go My I'm going to go Miami on that one, not saying the Pats. Pats are a team I'm fading this year. Yeah, I, I like Miami. I think obviously the biggest question is Tua, but yeah. I, like my, I like Miami. Yeah, let's go Miami over Pats, man. They got yeah. they got the wrong guys, man, in that offense. And then they have the bye week, and then they come out of the bye week playing the Falcons and the Niners. You think either of those is a win or a loss? What are we looking at, Marcus? I had to stop on the Niners real quick. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm take the win in Atlanta, and yep. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to say that they'll lose in San Francisco due to the fact that I'm still concerned about the run defense. Um, and I know Kyle Shanahan's going to look at that and say, we're going to run all day on the Chargers. Yeah. And that, that was the biggest Achilles heel last year. Um so until until I'm proven otherwise, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna have to take an L on that one. All right, give him an L. Yeah, I think the Niners is an L. It's on Sunday Night Football on the road. Like I feel like that's for sure an L there. And then uh, yeah. the the Falcons game coming off the bye, I feel like they go out and probably destroy the Falcons, uh, even though it's on the road. And then the next three games are against the Chiefs at home. They play the Cardinals on the road and the Raiders on the road. What's your record for them there? Uh, I see them, I see them going one and two there. I, I see them losing two, yeah. to the Chiefs. Um, I see them. I see them beating Arizona. I like them beating Arizona. I think Arizona's defense is still in question. You know, I think losing Chandler Jones is a big loss for that team. Um, and then I see them losing to the Raiders as well. 
Um, I, I think they'll, I think they'll split the Raiders and the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I think they'll split the Raiders and the Chiefs too. That's why I got them. I got them going uh, two and one during this time. I feel like they'll they'll definitely. Uh, I think they'll beat the Chiefs at home, get a little bit of payback at home, uh, and then especially coming off a loss against the Niners, and then I think they'll lose. They'll beat the Cardinals, and uh, I'm sorry, lose to the Cardinals, and then beat the Raiders. That's kind of okay. how I have them going right there. And in the last five games, we see the Dolphins, Titans, Colts, Chargers, and Broncos. Let's hear it. Let's hear how the season finishes up. Yeah, man. I- I like the win. I like the win uh, against the Dolphins and the Titans. Uh, I'm not sold on either of those teams yet. Uh, I know they made a lot of additions, but not sold on Tua. And then you know how I feel about Tannehill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I got them losing to the Colts. Um, You know, same reasons. I'm still still concerned about the run defense. Jonathan Taylor, I think, you know, it it gets ugly sometimes, man. (laughs) Teams go for records against the Chargers at times. I got them losing to the Rams as well. Um, first, first battle of LA uh, in SoFi Stadium. That's you know that's, that's happened. I think that'll be a it's a home game for the Chargers, but it'll be more like a road game probably. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, I got them finishing winning against the Broncos. I think they go two and zero Broncos this year. Uh, so yeah. So we have them two and three, three and two in that stretch. I got them three and two in that stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I can see him winning both of those games against the Dolphins and Titans, and then and then losing those two, the Colts and the Rams, and then that last game probably might even be for a playoff spot. I could see that being yeah. for a playoff spot. Well, just depending, their record is actually a lot better than I thought. I'm gonna give them the win there, three and two to finish off the season. So you got them three, six, ten. You got them twelve and five. I got them yes, two, six, eight. I got them eleven and no, I got them twelve and five too. Two. Five. Yeah. We both got them twelve and five right now, so that's a damn good record. And right now, the over under for them is ten and a half wins. That's looking like you got to take it for the Chargers. I agree, man. I agree, and I, of course you agree, man. Yeah, of course agree. you agree. I agree. Oh and man, look at looking at the Raiders' schedule and the Chargers' schedule. Man, the Raiders got a tough schedule. I didn't. They do. That. It seems like it's yeah. way too tough for them. Uh, answering a couple questions here. We are also talking Donovan Mitchell. So if you got any questions on Donovan Mitchell, Cavs talk. He's been traded. Uh, we can answer any of those questions. Another 10 minutes we got here on the show for you guys. Uh, does Jalen Waddle have a better fantasy year not being in double coverage? I think he has an effective fantasy year. I don't think that he's going to be uh, what he was last year, but I can see him having a role. This offense will be able to produce uh, two wide receivers, and I think uh, Tyree Kill is going to be a little bit more involved in the run game, kind of like Debo was for the Niners. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I, I see Jalen Waddle having a big year. Obviously, they got the chemistry of him and two already. Um, so I think, you know, with Tyreek Hill getting a lot of attention, I think Jalen Waddle can, you know, you know, pick up the slack a little bit for the Miami offense. Facts. Well, let's get into the chief schedule. Uh, yeah. we'll say, we'll say the Broncos in case we don't have time for the Broncos. I think we yeah. realize the Broncos are going to be, let's go with the chiefs. Cause it's pretty much going to be between the chiefs and the chargers. If we're looking at 12 and five for the chargers, let's see what we got these chiefs at. I'm trying yeah. to zoom in just a little bit there. All right. So we open up. At Cardinals, got the Chargers at home, and then you got at Colts, at Bucks. How you feeling about that, Marcus? Oh man, that's a tough schedule opening up. Um, Jesus Christ, yeah, they got got a tough schedule. Um, it's tough. Arizona's a tough place to play. Um, Yeah, especially especially to open the season. Yeah, open the season, man. I got a loss there, Um, and I already said they got a loss week two. Um, So I'm gonna give them two zero and two to start. I got them beating the Colts, um, and then I got them losing to the Bucks. I got them at one and three to start the season. 
Yikes. One of, and it's tough because I can't yeah. really, like, I, I, maybe two and two because that's tough going three road games against three potential playoff teams. I'm going to give them the win against the Cardinals, even though it's a tough open. I'm going to give them the win. I think they're better than the Cardinals, especially without Diop. Yeah. And then I'll give them the win against the Chargers. I think they lose both the games to the Colts and the Bucks. So I'm going to get I got them going two and two to start. You said three and one for you? Or one I, and three? I said one and three, yeah. One and three. I got I two and two. All and right, next I, three games. Yeah, next yeah. three games, Raiders, Bills, and then Niners on the road. Yeah, I got them winning all three here. I think we've seen, you know, last year I think the Chiefs kind of struggled a little bit early in the season. We saw Patrick Mahomes' magic, man. I think they won like 10 straight or something like that. I see them beating the Raiders. Um, I see them, you know, Bills will be a big game. I see them beating the Bills, both of those at home. Um, and I see them going to, going to San Francisco. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a tough game, but yeah. I, I, think the, I think the offensive firepower of Patrick Mahomes is just it's too much for Trey Lance this early in the season. All I know is that just that seeing that right there on the screen just probably cost me about 300 bucks because I think I'm about to go to that game, bro. Seeing Trey Lance versus <laughs> versus yeah. Pat Mahomes week seven, that might be like a, a really good game, man. So man, uh, yeah. I got him going. I got him going two and one. I think that they beat uh, the Raiders. I think they'll split one. I, I, I know we got to call it and I know I'm playing the fence right now. But I feel like they're either going to beat the Bills at home and then lose to the Niners on the road, or I feel like the Bills will come in there and it'll be redemption for them against the Niners. So yeah. I think they'll split that. I'm going to go two and one uh, on the next game. Their, their first seven games, I'm like 50 50. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if either team won. You know, that's yeah. to open up seven games to start your season. That's a, that's already a almost game. every game is like that. Like they might yeah. go, they could easily go one and five or five and one, like in the it's, same it's, breath. It's hard to gauge the Chiefs, man, because like obviously they still got Patrick Mahomes, um, but they I think Tyreek Hill's a big loss. Even bigger than Tyreek Hill, I think Tyreek Matthews is a huge loss, which is underrated. Man, he was the anchor of that defense, the you know the heart and soul of that defense. Um, so it's it's tough to gauge how they'll play. I know they got a lot younger. But I, I think I, I don't know. Pat, you, you can never count out Patrick Mahomes. Never count out Pat Mahomes. We both got him at four wins. The next couple games, it lightens up a little bit before the Chargers. So they got the Titans, the Jags, and then the Chargers on the road. Yeah. You think they uh, they lose either of those games before the Charger game? Uh, I don't. And then I, I said that they'll split. So I, I, I got to give them the next three again. So I see them going on a six-game win streak. Uh Wow. So they'll beat the, beat the Titans, beat the Jags, beat the Chargers, um, heading back home to L, or heading back home to face the Rams. I got them. I had them losing to the Chargers that game, so I got them two on one yeah. there. So then yeah. here's a little tough stretch: the Rams, Bengals, and Broncos. Two of those on the road. What you thinking? Uh, man, I see, I see two losses. I see, I, I see three losses. I see three losses. There, That's man. tough. The Rams is a tough game. Um, I think just you know coming off the Chargers game. Um, obviously, that'll be a, an AFC battle, AFC West battle, and then to come back and play the Rams, the Super Bowl defending champs, that'll be tough in back to back weeks. Um, I think you then, can, I think that, oh, go ahead. My bad. And then just heading, you know, I think Cincy's, Cincy's obviously a tough place to play, and Denver as well, um, especially in December. Those are, you know, they know it's going to be cold, might see some snow. Uh, that's a tough stretch Good right point. there, man. Yeah. Good point. I think I think that LA game they're gonna get a win. I feel like they got some. They're gonna have something to prove this entire season without Tyreek Hill. I think a lot of people are counting them out. I'll give them the win yeah. against LA, 
And then a tough game against the Bengals at home. I think they lose that one. We'll see. Uh, I think we'll see the Bengals come out and think that they own them. Like the Chiefs, you know, obviously they, they lost last year. So I yeah. think that the Bengals will come out and try to assert their dominance again. Uh, and then the Broncos, I can see them going into Mile High and winning that game too. I just think that they're a better team than the Broncos. So I got them yeah. going 2-1 and one during that time. You said 0-3? Oh I said 0-3, oh yeah. All right, and then finish us out. Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders. I got them going three and one to end the season. Um, I got them, you know, beating the Texans. Um, I got them beating the Seahawks easily, yeah, and easy. uh, I think I think they beat they beat the Broncos as well. And then, uh, you know, last game, uh, and, you know, a lot of things on the line. I think I, I think I already said that the Raiders beat the Chiefs that week. Did and I got yeah. th- I got them going three and one. Um, the loss I think they're gonna have is to the Broncos. I think they'll split with the Broncos, even though they're a better team. I think the Broncos will be playing for something. So I got them going three and one. I think they beat the Texans, Seahawks, and Raiders. I can see them going four and zero during that stretch too. You yeah. got them at ten wins. I got them at five, eleven wins. Yeah, the Vegas right. line right now is ten and a half. Ten and a half. There you go. What's the What's the? Do charges? I got the chart? Ten, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Do I got the Chargers winning the division? You do. <laughs> I think a, I do. Unfortunately, I do. I think I got the Chargers winning talk the division, talk man. Live broadcast right now. <laughs> he got the Chargers winning the division. Live, you know, and and this is schedule, man. Sometimes it's the schedule, and that's what matters more than anything. Chiefs got a tough ass schedule, especially to open up yeah. the season. Uh, Mahomes without Hill is not good. I think that's the opposite. I think Mahomes is going to be unlocked this year without Tyreek Hill. May not show up in the wins and losses, but I think it'll show up for this Chiefs team that'll have a pretty good year. I agree. I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it, man. I think we'll see a different Patrick Mahomes because I think Patrick Mahomes at times tried to force, you know, the long ball to Tyreek Hill, trying to just force some things to Tyreek Hill that necessarily weren't there. It got him in trouble last year a little bit. Yeah. So I just like I said, I think it will seem to just make the right play this year. He's got a lot of a lot of new weapons, uh, so I think he'll just make the right play this year. Well, that's you know we had a little bit more time. We go over the Denver schedule, but yeah. unfortunately we don't. We talked a lot about Donovan Mitchell getting traded yeah. for, to the Utah uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Colin Sexton going to the Utah Jazz and a heavy, heavy deal that brings Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs. Any parting thoughts on that deal, man? No, man. It's just interesting. NBA season, I know it's football season next week, but NBA season's right around the corner, man. We're a week away from NFL, actually. A week away, yeah, baby. Yeah. We starting up next week. week. Yeah. Who you got? Bills, Bills, Rams, week one. Who you got? Bills, Rams, week one. Give me the Bills. Bills. Give me the Bills Ooh. to make some noise this year. Give me the Bills yeah. to make some You know, I'll probably change my thought on that. By next week, I'm going to be saying something else. So. Yeah. How, how's that? Uh, <laughs> man, Matthew Stafford, that elbow. Looking a little sketchy. That could be a factor this year. Hopefully, yeah. it's not for him. I want to see the Rams at yeah. full strength because they, they're yeah, going to be agree. dynamic. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for another episode of Talk Yo Talk. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We have more stuff coming your way all season long. Peace out. Yes, sir. Peace.